Hi, Trevor Barone here, president of CAMP, Community Association Advisors for Management Professionals. Living in an association can come with many benefits, like increased home value and shared costs, but it does come with challenges. Uh, our volunteer board, advisors, and vendors service the community association industry throughout Central Florida, and we want to reduce the challenges managers, community association managers, licensed managers, face every day through access to tools, knowledge, and contacts who can get the job done right. Together, we can help raise the bar for our homeowners. Now, the primary way that we accomplish this is through our monthly events. Last month, we had an excellent presenter that's uh, well known across the state, Betsy Barbeau, and she did one of her presentations on dealing with difficult people. So this is the entire program. It was a little over an hour and a half, and, uh, and it was excellent. We got a lot of great feedback. All the managers in attendance really enjoyed it. Love for you to check out our website, camp.net, that's C-A-A-M-P.net, Take a look at our upcoming schedule. Uh, March, we have drones. April, we have a trade show and a board certification. We're also going to be doing a program on websites. We have a great schedule planned out. If you are a vendor or an advisor or a provider of courses, contact us. Or if you have an idea of courses you want provided for you as a manager or managers that are in your supervision, uh, we'd love to hear it. So send us an email, camp contact at gmail.com. Once again, that's camp, C-A-A-M-P, contact at gmail.com. Without further ado, enjoy. And teach us on how to deal with difficult people. Wow. Thank you, Betsy. Thank you so much. Wow, a beacon. I'm shining. This is exciting. Anybody have difficult people? You're not one, right? No, no, no. And let me just tell you, I know you're eating, continue to eat, and as you finish those on the inside, if you wanna twist your chairs around, you can certainly do so. And at, actually, uh, also if you need something else to drink, uh, don't mind if you get up and walk around. But I wanna talk about difficult people. And what I want to distinguish though is that I think there are three different kinds. There is the workplace violence person. Now. I did a study years ago and asked a lot of managers about workplace violence and bully owners and bully board members. And it was horrifying to see the number of you who have those kinds of difficult people in your life. Uh, anybody want to, anybody ever encounter a bully owner or board member? Yes, mm -hmm. some of you have. Well, we're not talking about those today, okay? But that is a type of difficult. Uh, person and I actually do have course material on workplace violence and bullies, but we're not going. We're going to do something more fun today. And in the interest of time, since we could actually probably uh, be here till they said happy hour started at three, I think is what they said. The the other kind is what I call a VDP, a very draining person. You know, and that's that's the one who needs medication and therapy, right? And you know those, they come to your office, they kind of sit and stay and stay, and that, that's another kind. And, and the thing about the VDP is that they don't, they, don't, they don't have any social skills. So they don't notice when you're looking at your watch. 
you know, that maybe you've got some place to go. They don't notice that you've packed up your briefcase or your backpack and your purse and you're, and you're walking out the door and they're right here behind you. They don't notice that you've turned out the light and, you know, I mean, they have no, they have no social skills. So you have to treat those, and I'll give you the hint on what to do with those, but what you have to treat those like you did the neighborhood kids when everybody was over playing and it was dinner time and it was time to go home and eat dinner. What did you tell the neighborhood kids? Go home. You told them to go home. Did they come back the next day? Yep. Did it offend them? No. Because they don't really, they haven't developed those social skills. So for those VDPs that are now 50, 60, 70, 80 years old, <laughs> That, that you need them out of your office, uh, tell them to go home. Uh, they, they'll be back. You, you can't hurt their feelings. So um, take them by the arm and just say, come on, Ralph, let's go. We're, we're going now. You can come back tomorrow at 10, and we'll, we'll spend some time tomorrow at 10, but I've got to work now. So you just usher them out and let them go home. So that's the second kind of difficult person. You've got the bully, then you've got the VDP. But then I want to talk about just, I'm going to say us. I don't think any of us fall into those first two categories or you wouldn't be here. I don't think the VDPs are ever productive members of society. They're not. They're dependent on somebody. They're dependent on somebody. And the bullies... Um, we do have those, and again, that's another subject. What I'd like to talk with you about are the people that you live with and work with, and they're in your uh, communities, they're in your offices, they're in your homes, they're in your, in your family, and they are you. And would you agree that not everybody is like you? Yes? Okay, this is participatory. Yeah. Everybody is not like me. Everybody's not like you. But we, we kind of have the expectation that they are. And we talk to people the same way we would want to be talked to, but that doesn't ever resonate with them. Have, have you, or it often doesn't, have you talked to somebody and you can just tell? It's, it's not going anywhere. Whatever you're just saying is not going anywhere. And you keep saying it over and over again the same way. And it still doesn't go anywhere. So what I want to show you are maybe some different ways to talk to people so that you might connect a little bit more. Uh, it would be nice if we could just say things once and maybe twice and connect and not have to keep repeating over and over and over again. I don't know about you, but I don't have a lot of time. I don't have, have a lot of time to keep going back and forth with people. If you take that, uh, I'm, on, I'm on page two of your handout, if you've got your handout and you're with your spoon and your bread and your fork and everything else that you're trying to juggle there. If you've got your handout, I'm on page two where there's a circle in the middle of the page. That circle in the middle of the page is your head, okay? And I'm gonna turn around and show you the circle, all right? Look, if you, if you want to. Here's the circle. This is the D. Do you see on the circle it says, there's a D, there's an I, there's an S, and there's a C. You see on the circle? Okay. So that's your head. When you're looking at your head, we've got the D, the I, the S, and the C. Means nothing to you right now. Means absolutely nothing to you right now. But look at the front part of, you see the circle is divided into quarters. Look at the top half of that circle. The top half of that circle is this part of your head. 
It's this part of your head. And that is the part of your head, your brain, that allows you to make decisions quickly. It allows those quick decisions. Um, it's a high risk part of your brain. It doesn't need a lot of information. Uh, it, it isn't scared part of your brain. It's not the cautious part of your brain. It makes fast decisions. It's fast-paced, high-risk. And this fast-paced is in any kind of circumstance. Whether you've ever done this thing before or not, it doesn't matter. It's fast-paced. The, the bottom part of that circle is the back part of your brain. And this is the slower, more cautious, um, calculating, careful part of your brain. It asks more questions like who, what, when, where, why, how. And whatever answer you give, it asks more. Who, what, when, where, why, how. So it's slower in its decision making. It's less risk taking. Now you know, now if a person is dominant in the front part of their brain or a person is dominant in the back part of their brain, can you imagine these two driving together in the car? You've experienced this before. Let's put the front brain, high risk, fast paced person in the car and let's go back out here to A1A and go back toward the first traffic light. The traffic light has been green a really, 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 really long time. The fast paced, high risk driver is doing what as they're approaching the green traffic light? Speeding up. When it turns yellow, what do they do? It means go faster, right? Yellow means go faster. Now, if they have the slower paced, low risk person in the seat next to them, what is that person doing? Stomping on the floor. Uh -huh. I actually had a gentleman tell me that he had to replace the carpet in that part of his car because of his wife's heel. Because <laughs> she kept, you know, you reach out like that. Now, reverse the drivers. Now, we have to use your imagination here because in reality, this will never happen because the fast brain person, high risk, will never ride with the slower pace, low risk person. Never, never. So we have to use your imagination. So put the slower paced, low risk decision maker in the driver's seat. We're going back out here to A1A and going toward the closest traffic light and, when, as, and it's been green a pitifully long time. So when it turns, what are they doing as they're going toward the green light? Slowing down because they know it's gonna turn yellow, right? And when it turns yellow, what do they do? Stop. stop. They stop. And what is the fast-paced, high-risk person in the passenger seat, if they were there, what do they do? You could have made that. <laughs> there are four more of us who could have made that through there. Uh, so yes, so you know these people. Now, do you have these kinds of fast-paced, high-risk, or slower paced, low risk, do you have these kinds of decision makers on your boards? And, can, and you can see the dynamics going back and forth. Uh, last week, one of my little condos had a board meeting four, four hours long. Ugh. You don't know how hard that, well, yeah, you do. You, you know. <laughs> I'm, and it, what's interesting, next week I'm doing a presentation on how to have a board meeting in an hour. Guess what I'm going to use for an example? <laughs> that board meeting last week is what I'm using for an example. So, but the board is chaired by a slower paced, 
uh, low risk person. And so it goes on and on and on and on. You know what I'm talking about, right? When you've got those that are chaired by someone who's more fast-paced, high-risk, they go quicker. Uh, you might, and you might go, what did we decide? <laughs> it might not be real clear what you decided, but you move through those agenda items. In the slower-paced, low-risk, you just beat a dead horse to death. And, it, and we had a follow-up board meeting yesterday. Because we couldn't make the decision last week. <laughs> but yesterday's board meeting only lasted an hour because the chair, president, was not there. So the vice president chaired the meeting, and we just, they did it. So, you know, it's like, because last week I ordered pizza. I had pizza. I had to bring us pizza. We, we were perishing. <laughs> we were perishing. So, Okay. Fast-paced, high-risk. Now, how many of you think you're that one? Oh, come on. How many of you think you're that one? Okay. Fast-paced, high-risk? Okay. How many of you think you're the slower-paced, low-risk? Yeah. You should, see, you, you should see from up here what I just saw. Okay. The, the, the high-risk people are going. The slower, low-risk people are going. I don't know. I think I need more information. Who, what, when, where, why, how? <laughs> I think I need more information. <laughs> okay, so we've got that circle. With, now erase that line that divided the circle and divide the circle this way. And let's divide it into left and right. So we've, we've got left and right. On the left side of your brain, that is the side of your brain that allows you to stay on task. It allows you to create a schedule, make a plan, check your work do the accountant CPA stuff, make sure every penny is there, black and white, this is, this is the plan part of your brain. It likes programs, processes, procedures, so it's the one that, that keeps you on track. This side of the brain, the left side of the brain, tends to think in um, chronological order, and it also thinks and plans at night. Now my unofficial survey of people, this is not the scientific part, <laughs> other stuff that we're talking about is the scientific part, but the, the non-scientific part is my unofficial survey that it appears that left brain people sleep on their right side. And that leaves their left brain open all night to work. <laughs> and their brain works all night long. Now this is not a fitful sleep. This is, this, this is just how they sleep. What they do in the middle of the night is review what they did during the day. And what, all right, y'all talk to me. Some of you, I'm catching some of you. And when they review during the night what they did during the day, what are they finding? Mistakes. They're finding the mistakes that they made. And they're going to put that on a list to do first thing in the morning and go back and fix that, right? Yep. Yeah, is that right? They, they're going back and, and figuring out the mistakes they made or something they forgot to do. They put it on the list for the next morning. As they start to begin to sort of wake up, they'll start planning their day. And they like to plan their day. If they're going to go out and do inspections or if they're going to go visit properties or if you're just in the office and you're doing work in the office and you're not going out, they still like to plan their route. And they have a tendency to plan their route in all right-hand circles around town. 
it's kind of a little game they play with themselves to not backtrack. They lose points with themselves if they, oh, yeah, yeah. They lose points with themselves if they backtrack. So they will, they will plan, and even if, if they're going down the hall, they go down the hall this way, throw stuff out and down the hall this way. They're not gonna go back and forth across the hall. It's just something in them. They just, it's, it's against the rules. It's just against the rules. <clears throat> if they make notes, they make them usually on uniform sizes of paper. And they probably still like paper more than putting it in the phone. So, so they, they usually will write on uniform sizes of paper. And when they leave work, when they leave work, they will have stacked everything square to the table. Okay? They will have stacked everything square to the table, right? If you want to mess with them, if you, if you want to mess with them, go in after they leave. Do that. Oh, somebody's been on my desk. Did I get you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, getting people pointing at people here. <laughs> if you want to mess with them, just cock, just cock that piece of paper just a little bit. They, now there might be stacks, but by golly, they're they're organized and they're probably square. They are they're probably very sensitive to um, balance, so they'll straighten that picture. If if if, you're, if this is your desk and you're sitting there and they're looking at you, they're going to have to straighten the picture because it's just going to drive them nuts or at least mention it. Did you know that the picture's crooked? Uh, they probably have uh, equal things. They probably don't have hair up, shaved up one side and down the other. Things are probably uh, symmetrical, not asymmetrical or symmetrical. The... <clears throat> They like the list. So here they are planning in the middle of the night their list. They've got their list going. Now they don't have to write it down. They don't have to. They remember it. Why do they? But they do write it down. Why? Oh, see, see, you're so good. <laughs> They're writing it down so they can cross it off. They cross it off. Now, what do you do if you do more in the day than what was on your list? You write it down and cross it off. By golly, <laughs> you write it down and cross it. And what if you and what if you pick up something at the grocery store that was not on your list? Do you write it down and cross it off? No. Okay. Not. Okay. <laughs> they like crossing it off. There's something about crossing it off. Now. So they write it down. They don't have to, but they do write it down because they like the crossing off. But now at the end of the day, they're going to review. <laughs> I had a good day. <laughs> I had a good day. Now what I want you to see here is what just happened is that this is an internal motivation. This good day did not have anything to do with you. It had nothing to do with what you said to them or whether you gave them an attaboy or patted them on the back. It, 
they're not asking you. They're, it's, it's their own. I had a good day. They, and I'm going to contrast that with the right side of the brain because this is where if you supervise or manage other people or anybody, a parent, a grandparent, okay, hint, hint, <laughs> it, we can go there with that. This is an internal motivation. They don't need gratification from anybody. So if they don't need gratification from external sources, what are they likely not to give? They're, they're likely not to give praise. They're, they're likely not to. Um, unless they have, it has, they become aware that they lack that innate skill and put it on the list and say, learn to give praise. And they can, it, they can learn to do it, but it doesn't seem to come intuitively or naturally, but they can put learn to give praise. Right side of the brain. Right side of the brain is the people-oriented side of the brain. It is the part of the brain that creates relationships, maintains relationships. It's the part of the brain that uh, cares about the feelings of everybody else. Is everybody happy here today? Are we doing okay? You know, um, And likes to make decisions that don't rock the boat. That, that keep people happy. Uh, they like harmony. They have a tendency to spend more time with people than with plans and processes and programs. They like the people parts of things. Um, the right side of the brain person will plan the party so they can go. The left side part of the brain will plan the party and cares le could care less about going. They, but they've got tasks to to do the planning. The right side of the brain remembers things about people. They remember what they like, they remember the last vacation they've been on, they remember all the names of their kids and their dog, and you know, they remember what colors they like, they remember their birthdays, they, re they remember a lot of things about people. They, they seem to have um, a lot of trivia, a lot of <laughs> meaningless, useless information. They know stuff that you think, why would you, why would you remember that? I mean, you know, the Jeopardy people, you know, <laughs> you know, why would you remember all of that? But the thing is, it, it makes them more comfortable in social settings because they have chitty chat that they can talk a, a little bit about a lot of things. Task people, if you don't talk shop, if you don't talk about work, or ask them to help you solve a problem or create a plan, they don't have anything to talk about. Un unless they put on their list, learn people skills and how to network. Uh, so they, you can learn to network and have chitty chat even if you're a left brain person, but you have to see the relevance and the importance of it enough to get it on your list to learn how to do it. People-oriented people don't need to be taught how to network. They just network. People-oriented people have a hard time passing up a ringing telephone, have a hard time getting off the telephone, sometimes have a tendency then to be late because they don't know how to get off the phone. They don't know how to get away from that person because they don't want to be rude. And besides, it's a real person standing in front of me, you know, um, or it's a real person on the other end of the line. So they have a hard time getting away from those and maybe being where they need to be. 
people-oriented people will say, well, I keep lists too. Yeah, but you can't find them. <laughs> yeah, you write down a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, but you write on every available piece of paper that you can write on. And so every receipt, every sales slip, every bank statement, sugar packets, I've seen them on sugar packets. And then you, you put those in your pockets or in your purse, and then you go back to your spot, wherever that is, whether it's at home or whether it's at the office, and then you dump. So you start pulling stuff out, and you have this pile of confetti on your desk. But it looks to the left brain person like a mess, like how can you possibly work with that pile of confetti on your desk? But if you were to say, do you have Frank's number? Here's what they would do. And here's Frank's number. Only problem is it says John. <laughs> and you say, okay, I asked for Frank, it says John. And they go like this. Yeah, but it says Frank on this side. <laughs> and that's to remind me that, he knows, uh, that I need to get him to, in contact with John, and I need, you know, I, I need to connect them. But this is Frank's number, even though it says John. Now, you can't file that piece of paper anywhere unless you put it on the copier and make a big sheet of paper out of it to file it someplace. So they're just going to put it right back in their little stack right there. <laughs> Don't mess with their stack. And they, they know where everything is. Now, at the end of the day, if you, if, you, if you work with or live with one of these, and if you happen to say, how was your day? What would you do today? They will start with whatever had the most emotional impact on them. So if they had a meeting that went really, really well, or a meeting that went really, really bad, or someone who praised them, or someone who criticized them, whatever, it, it had an emotional impact, they'll start with that. Now, if you happen to know their schedule, and that that happened at three this afternoon, and you're a left brain person, oh, this is messing you up real bad. <laughs> And then they tell you something that you know happened at 11. And then they tell you something that happened at 4. And then they tell you something that happened at 9. And by now, you have stopped them. And you are correcting their day. You are saying, I thought you saw her at 9. I did. But, but so when did you, who did you see at 3? So now what you're doing is fixing their day and trying to put it in chronological order for them. If you live with one of these, anybody live with one of these? Okay, no, no. If you live with one of these and, you, and they come home and they're bouncing all over the place telling you about their day but it's not in chrono, chronological order and you start trying to put it in chronological order, they're not going to talk to you anymore. So when they come home at the end of the day and you say, how was your day? They go, fine. But then they get on the phone and go, or go outside or go sit on the porch or whatever and yak to somebody else and tell them all about their day. They're not telling you left brain person about their day because you fix it for them. Now, if you work for one of these and you somehow, toward the end of the day, said, you know, what'd you do today? <clears throat> uh, did you get everything done today? And um, Bill, I'm gonna do this to you. Uh, and they'll come up to you and go, I did, look, I did this, and I did this, and I did this, and I did this, and I did this. Now he's sitting here saying to himself, 
That's what I paid her to do. She hasn't done anything extra today. I've, yeah, okay, that's what I paid you to do. And, but I'm sitting here because I'm so excited that I did all this. And what am I expecting? Yeah, yeah. I'm expecting a little attaboy here, and he's going, gag. This is what I've paid her to do, and she's expecting me to be happy about it. She didn't do any of the other things that she could have done and gone above and beyond. She didn't do anything more, but she's, she's got that much done. Now, do you see what, what that right brain person just needed? As, where, the motive, where did the motivation come from for the right brain person? It came externally. The motivation for completing the list on the left brain person came internally. I know I did a good job. But the right brain person, the motivation for doing the job comes externally. So if you, either of you needs to learn how to give praise that's meaningful to the other. The right brain person, <laughs> I'm going to do it to you again, okay? Right brain person, just hang on, just play with me here. <laughs> the right, don't hit me. <laughs> the right brain person is more likely to give praise by going, oh, you did a great job. You did so good. Oh, man, I j you're just so valuable to the company. You're so precious. I can't tell you. Now, if he's left brain, he is about to die. Like, get off me. Uh, don't touch me. I don't... And, and he's saying to himself, if I did that good of a job, give me more money. Or, or, or give me something harder to do. Give, give me more to do if I did such a good job. But this, oh, you're so valuable to the company thing, mm -mm. <laughs> isn't probably going to resonate with the left brain person. But now if the left brain person is trying to praise the right brain person, it's like, yep, okay. And the right brain person goes home and says, I can't do anything to please him. I can't do anything to please him. So the left brain person learned to give praise. <laughs> Thank you very much. You did a really good job. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get personal here. What about kids? Got left brain parent parenting a right brain kid. That little boy goes out and plays football because it's fun. He's not going out to win. He just goes out because everybody cheers for him. Everybody's ye yelling and waving and he's on the football team. He makes two or three little touchdowns over there. Left brain dad. After the game, little boy comes up. He's so excited. Everybody's yelling at me and screaming at me and saying yay. And the dad says, if you tried harder, you could have made that fourth touchdown. You know what the little boy's not going to do anymore? He's not going to play football anymore because he was just playing for fun. His dad thought challenging him would motivate him because that's what would motivate the dad, but it didn't motivate the little boy. So we need to try to avoid those things that demotivate each other and realize that each other's sense of motivation is not the same. What motivates one doesn't necessarily motivate the other. If we put those circles together, then you've got the circle in the middle of your page. You've got the D, the I, the S, and the C. The D then would be the fast-paced, high-risk task person. 
And we've got D words there like dominant, direct, determined, demanding, decisive, doer that you can use there. Over as you go around clockwise on the I, we have our inspirational, influencing, inducing, interactive, impressive, interesting, interested in people, person. This is still the front part of the brain, fast um, paced, high risk, but it's on the people oriented side of the brain. Then you go under that to the S, and we're still on the people oriented side of the brain. And, but this now, we've moved down to the back part of the brain, which is our slower, uh, slower paced, lower risk decision maker. And when I say slower decision maker, that's when it's in an um, unknown, uh, un when you're in unknown territory. The, the S can be really fast in their world, but you have them make a decision outside that they've not ever done before, that they don't have a precedent for, and that's when you see them slow way down. So it, the S is the slower paced, low risk, when, when you're asking them to step outside of what they are, what, what already is tried and, and proven. And, and we're in our, see I made him mad. Uh, <laughs> but th this, this is our, still our people-oriented um, person. One of the differences between the I and the S, the I would be the one that does all the talking, the S does all the listening. So that's how they re relate on a uh, more of a people-oriented uh, way. Uh, and as you move over to the C, <clears throat> this is our cautious, calculating, competent, compliant, critical analyst, uh, careful person. This is task-oriented side, and we are uh, still on the slower pace, low-risk part of the brain. This is the one that, if you could, they'd live in a black-and-white world. Uh, they, gray is just really hard for them. Um, and certainly community association management is gray. Uh, accounting is not. Uh, <laughs> but, but, uh, but community association management, you know, you, in, in the pre-licensing classes, I have to teach the law that they have to learn to pass a test that you'll have to pass. I have to teach it as if it's black and white because you have to be able to answer a test question. But then when you get to the real world, it ain't black and white. <laughs> There's a whole lot of gray. The C's don't like that gray, don't like that gray area. They would rather everything be more black and white. Now, how many of you think that you're the, the D? Anybody want to raise their hand? Think that they're dominant, direct? Okay, anybody? Well, what about the I? Anybody? Got some I's over here. What about S's? Oh, blah. Y'all, come on. Any, any S's? What about C's? Any C's? Oh, come on. come on. Now you can now let me pause right here because I know what you're thinking. You're thinking. I I think I have a little bit of all of them. Anybody thinking that? Okay. Do you have a whole brain? Do you have a whole head? If you have a whole head, then you have some of all four. But there is a way to measure how much of each of the four parts that you use. It's an easy little self-evaluation, not a psychological evaluation at all. It is just use, assessing yourself. And what you get is something like this. And uh, some of you, I'm sure, have done these before. This is uh, what I would say easier and better, more true than the Myers-Briggs. Uh, but this, we use uh, DISC, uh, called it DISC. Now, this is my son, and this is his wife. 
I'm going to walk around. Trevor, I'm going to mess up here. But can you see the, what, what's your observation? Opposites. What would you say? Opposites. They're opposites, aren't they? Yep. One has an upside down check mark and one has a right side up check mark. They knew this before they got married. They knew this before they got married. Opposites attract. 80% of you are married to your opposite, or, or, or you were. Um, yeah, but, <laughs> yeah, 80%. Opposites attract and then they attack. What attracted you in the first place was the fact that they balanced you. But then somehow, and especially, the opposites seem to work together better than sometimes living together. Uh, somehow you, you understand the oppositeness at work benefits you. And somehow at home, we end up with this internal struggle of trying to recreate the other person in our image. You know, it's kind of like, well, yeah, I understand we're opposites. Can you hear the butt coming? <laughs> but, and we don't say it, but we do say it. You'd be better off if you were more like me. You know, I just need to get you to come around to my way of thinking. Now, what's very interesting is that this is me and this is my daughter-in-law. And we're very similar. We're very similar. This is my daughter-in-law, this is me. We're actually very similar, except she's even stronger in her communication preference than I am. My son married his mother. <laughs> oh, thank you, Lord. <laughs> there is justice. <laughs> uh, he just thought he was getting away from me. <laughs> Oh, I, I mean, sorry, you can tell that delights me to no end. I mean, that just delights me to no end. But uh, actually, had I not known that Adam was my opposite when he was about 12 or 13, and had I not known that and had I not changed my parenting style and expectations of him, I'd have totally lost him through high school. You know what I mean? I mean, he just, we, we, we have a difficult time as it is, but I, if I had not changed my expectations and my way of communicating with him, uh, he'd be gone forever. Uh, I don't have a picture of him, don't have my PowerPoint up, and I make myself cry because I always do, but he is a U.S. Marine, and, <laughs> and he has become a... <laughs> And he has become a productive member of society, <laughs> uh, the supreme protector of the, of the world, you know. But he has become a, pro a productive member of society, has a delightful family. They, uh, he is safely tucked away for another year or two at a little military college all the way up in Northfield, Vermont. Uh, he had managed his marine career for 13 years to be able to stay in Beaufort, South Carolina. So here's the little southern family that hunts and fishes, learning how to ice fish. 
know, had to leave the boat here, the four-wheeler here, you know, uh, all, the, all the southern stuff that you can do out in the woods and on the beach here, but uh, he is safely tucked away. Uh, overseen recruits who are going to college first and then will be going to officer candidate school. So his job is to keep them on track and not let them get in any trouble before they graduate from high school. So he's safely tucked away for a while. Now, you've finished eating. Okay, you were asking about those stickers on the table. You were so curious about those. Now, see if you can follow these instructions here. D, we use the color green for D because green means go. We use the color red for the eye because that's the attention getting color. We use blue for the S because that is a sweet, serene, calming color. And we use yellow for the C who, who is cautious, the yellow light, caution light. So pick one or two stickers that you think represent you and put them on. And then I'll see if I can get control. Pick a couple of stickers, put them on, see which ones. Green is D, red is I, blue is S, and yellow is the C. Just stick them on your shirt. Yeah, stick them on your shirt. Yeah, just stick them on your, yeah, there you go, on your name, stick them on your name tags. Give her a red sticker. <laughs> We're gonna give her two red stickers. All right. But you got you got the yellow. You're on the left side there. Did you get one? You got a red one? Did you get one? Red one? What'd you get? A, a, a left brain. Okay. I'd be very disappointed if those weren't yours. I would be very disappointed. It's like, oh. <laughs> Gonna do them all? What'd you get? Did I'm you get one? Of well, of course you are. We all are.
you want some, you know, plenty of drink? I'm about ready for some more of diet. Diet, whatever she's got. Okay. Pepsi, I think she said. All right. Everybody choose. Look at here. <laughs> what did you do? Did she do them all? Did you do them all? Okay, okay. Well, we would actually we we would actually do that in a smaller group. Marco, 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 Marco. Okay, got you back. All right. <laughs> Every everybody um, figure out a sticker. Okay. The then there are there are ways to know exactly, but um, I like what you did, Rachel. Um, Rachel, Rachel put all four on in the order that she thinks she is. And we would actually do that if we were in an actual team building kind of setting. We, we would actually do that and put them in order. Because you, you do profile with all four parts of your brain. You know, Adam prefers to use the eye. But guess which part of the eye? He can't use the eye at work. He can't be friendly and fun at work. He has to be mean. So he squashes that and pumps up the, the D even more because he can't be nice at work. So we do modify. The chart, what the chart is showing, the right side of the chart shows the way you were born, the way you were pre-wired. Does anybody have more than one child? Are, were they different besides boy and girl when you brought them home? Were they different when you brought them home? They, they came kind of pre-wired already. Did you have an easy baby first? And then you were foolish enough to have the other one. <laughs> right? <laughs> and then you got the second one that was like, Wah! <laughs> oh, <laughs> what happened? I thought this was going to be easy again. So the, you know, they, it's, it's like the, the ones that are going to grow up to use more of the right side of their brain, they're just the easygoing, sweet, cuddly, gooey little babies and then the ones that grow up to be the left side of the brain they don't sleep very much for one thing and they are intense they're they're just tense so you are pre-wired do you change your communication style during your lifetime no your pre-wired is pre-wired what you change is this side which is the public side and so we change with who, whoever, or a lot of us have the ability to change with whomever we're talking to. Do you talk differently to your children? You can talk to one real stern and the other one you can't even hardly, you, you can't frown at, <laughs> right? Do you talk differently when you're on the phone with someone that you're angry with and then the dog comes up and you go, hi! <laughs> We, we do communicate differently, and I think your style changes multiple times during the day. It, it'll change 
depending on who you're talking to. It depends on whether you're talking to, to a superior or whether you're talking to a peer or whether you're talking, you know, it, it changes with whoever you're talking with. The, there's not anything wrong with that. I think that the adaptation, that modification is good. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But the way you're pre-wired <coughs> then becomes the default. See if you can follow me here. The way you're pre-wired becomes the default when you're tired. When you're tired and when you're stressed, it's the default that you go to and it's the negatives of it. You can take a strength. Each of these has wonderful strengths that, that they bring to a relationship. They have wonderful strengths, but you can take a strength and push it too far and it becomes a limitation and, and it gets pushed too far when you're stressed, when you're tired, hungry, <laughs> you know, those things are <laughs> grouchy today, <laughs> right? So you can take a strength and push it too far and I'm going to show you what some of those look like because when you're in your strengths, you're less likely to be the difficult person. It's when you've moved over and you're tired. And then the default strikes with the limitations that come with it, okay? So if you keep going in your handout and take a look, well, let's go back. Let's, uh, I'm still on this page, page two, still on page two. Let's take a look I want you to look at some of these bulleted things. Let me explain these just a little bit under each one of these. The D, the little bullets, I like to win. I like to win. They're competitive. I like to, now this says I like to plan for, for the future. I, I want you to take the word for out. This one likes to plan the future. They don't plan for the future like saving money. They plan the future. So this is the entrepreneurial Star Trek goes where no man has gone before. I want to do everything different. I don't want to do anything that's been done before. I don't want to follow in anybody else's footsteps. And I'm going to win. Does that sound like somebody you know that's on TV every day? <laughs> like the president? <laughs> he uses the word win a lot. <laughs> Uh, I think, I think you know, that's whatever your political persuasion, it, it, it's easy to use public figures to point out some of these, and he's a really good example of this one. Uh, I like new ideas. I like results. I like being my own boss. I like to move fast. I like a challenge. I mean, uh, golly, uh, we've got a good example <laughs> of that uh, to like the nth degree here. Now, the challenge part, I like a challenge. They like to debate. They like to argue. They like to throw stuff out there and mess with you. They mess with you. They don't necessarily mean anything that they're saying. They just like messing with people. So they'll throw stuff out. They also, and you'll see this when we'll, we'll turn the page too, if they like you, they'll challenge you on things. And it doesn't mean that they want you to back off of your opinion. They actually like you better if you will banter with them about your opinion. But we, but we, but, but we, hmm? right here in the bill, on the bill, it's the, I like a challenge. The one that says I like a challenge. They would like to banter with you. And we'll look at that again when we get to the next page. But 
you have to learn not to back off of it because they like you better if you stick to what you originally said. But, it, but the way they talk to you, it's like they want you to change your mind, and they really don't want you to change your mind. <laughs> Look at the, we're going around to the I. I like to be liked. I like to express my ideas and feelings. Operative word there is express. Operative word is express. What does express mean? Talk. Talk. So here's how this works. The left side of the brain, if they are trying to figure out different things to do, they do it silently. So they're thinking through this scenario, this scenario, this scenario, this scenario, this scenario. So the left side of the brain person does it all in their head and then they announce their decision. And everybody criticizes them and says, gee, thanks for including us. We had some things we could have said about that. The right side of the brain, they go to your office and talk to you. And then when they leave their, your office, they go, that's what I'm going to do. So you think it's decided. Then they're going to go to your office and they're going to talk to you. And you're going to give their opinion. You see where I'm going with this one? And when I leave, you think that's decided. You think this was the same? No, this was not the same decision. Then they're going to go over here to this office because they crossed the hall. They're going to go over here and they're going to talk to Bill. And they're going to say, blah, 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 and then they'll go, that's what I'm going to do. I leave. He thinks this is the decision. Do you think that decision, that decision, and that one are the same? No. <laughs> so what happens when these three meet at the water fountain? Well, he told me. Well, she told me. Well, she told me. Well, she told me. Well, she decided this. No, she decided that. Now we've got a messed up office. So express. What the right side of the brain just did was the same thing that the left side of the brain did, except they did it with people. In front, they tried on this scenario, this scenario, this scenario. They tried them on. They really haven't made a decision yet. I worked with a fairly big um, office, six or eight people that were in the executive part of the office. And this was their um, administrator. It was a, a technical college. So this was the administrator. He was the I. And he would go to all the different department heads and talk to them and try on ideas. And every, every one of them that he left, they thought that was a done deal. And then they'd, have a, they'd be talking to each other. And then they'd start working out their plan of this is how I'm going to do my work. This is how I'm going to do my work. And nobody's on the same page. And it was a, it was a mess. So we finally figured out what he was doing, that he's the right side of the brain, and he is just talking. He had not truly made a decision when he left your office, but it seemed like he had. So we came up with a plan that this is what he's going to do, because they're all thinking he's wasting my time. I could be working, he's wasting my time. So we decided he's not wasting your time, that he needs you in front of him to to talk. He's got to have a face to talk to. But it's not a done deal until Maggie says it's a done deal. So we let the assistant administrator be the catch-all person <laughs> for that and designated her as the, it's not a done deal, he's just talking until Maggie says it's a done deal. And then, but it took um, several times of me working with them to figure out what 
what the problem was because everybody was so frustrated. Uh, it took it took a while to get everybody not frustrated and let's just calm down and see if we can <laughs> figure it out. So express. They talk through their ideas. They don't try them on in their head by themselves. They talk through them. To do that, they need another person looking at them. The S, if you keep going around, oh no, I'm sorry, it didn't finish. Um, I like to, the I says I like to be liked. I like to express my ideas and feels like being in front of a group. I like surprises. Now surprises as in <coughs> change in plans does not bother them. Change in plans does not bother them. The, in particular, probably the C got up on Monday morning and they know exactly what they're going to do Saturday morning. They already have Saturday planned and it's only Monday. The I, <laughs> I'll decide what I want to do when I get up in the morning. If you, if, if the C has planned to clean house in the morning and go to the beach in the afternoon and they live with an I, and the I gets up and says, let's go to the beach now. The I doesn't mind those changes. They don't even remember that we were supposed to clean house in the morning anyway. The I doesn't mind the changes, but the C is going to be fit to be tied. That wasn't my plan. I planned to clean house this morning. You were supposed to help. <laughs> the, but the I doesn't mind a change in plans. The, like lots of fun activities, uh, and they like recognition. The I is the one who will work for the prizes. The I is the one who will work for the designated spot of employee of the month, you know, parking spot. They're the ones who, who will work for that. This is the child that will respond to the chart on the refrigerator door. You know, you have all the little tasks and little stars and stuff on the refrigerator door. The only child that will respond to that is the I child, but the rewards have to be quick, like that week. You can't put a three-month thing on there. They don't live that long, uh, and their brain doesn't. So it has to be quick. So, you know, if you've got, you know, in some offices that do a lot of sales, you've got the big charts and things on the walls with the salespeople's names, and you've got the big cruise ship on the end of the chart that if you meet all those benchmarks, you get to go to the carnival cruise over here. And so the D, here's how the D responds to that chart. And this will be the child, whether it's on the refrigerator door or whether it's a salesperson's chart. The D will look at that and go, I'm just going to own this ship. <laughs> or if it's a D child, the D child will say, one day you'll be old. And I'll have a chart like that for you. You know, so the D doesn't respond to the chart. The I goes, <laughs> look, there's my name, there's the name. Look, 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 I'm going to be on a ship with 2,500 people. I can't wait to meet 2,500 people. The S looks at that and goes, I don't want to meet 2,500 people. I'll give you my points. <laughs> I'll give you mine. And the C looks at that chart, whether it's on the wall or whether it's on the refrigerator door, and says, it's crooked. Yeah. There's just not anybody who's going to respond to that but the, 
but the eye, this recognition thing. If you go down to the, do y'all have children like that? You know, so y'all, uh, or, or adult people that you know who are like that? The, um, if you keep going down to the S, this one is, <clears throat> likes to be accepted. Uh, they like teamwork and cooperation. Oh boy, they like sticking with what works. Man, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Oh goodness gracious, they like harmony. Now here's what harmony is to them. Good morning, how are you? Oh, it's so good to see you. A loud voice is not harmony to them. Loud voices absolutely undo the S. And you add some strong accents of different parts of the world or the country to that loud and it shuts the front brain down and they are, it's just like, oh man, that person drives me nuts. And what's driving them nuts is the, is the, the voice, the tone. It's, it's, they don't like loud voices. They think loud voices mean you're angry. They think loud voices mean you're angry. And now we, we do know that there are people with loud voices and they're not angry, right? But that's not usually how it comes across to the S. It comes across as anger. Now, here's what happens. Whether you're a child or whether you're an adult, if you get scared, you lose the frontal lobe here and you lose the ability to think. And you literally are going to fly back here to the reptilian part of your brain and do fight or flight. And since we are adults, we don't run away physically, but we shut down and we can't think. And if somebody says, what do you have to say, you go, blank. Whether it's a child, what do you have to say for yourself? Or whether it's an adult, what have you done? The front part has shut down in the fight or flight stage. Because we're probably socially skilled enough not to literally run, but we run back to here <laughs> and shut down. But they like things to stay the same. <laughs> If you're going to change the system, you're going to put in tops or something, or some other system, give them three years' notice. <laughs> give them three years' notice if you're going to change. They need time to think about how they're going to do this. They set their desk up, or the sofa and the chair at home, coffee table. It's still there. They don't move furniture. It's, it's still the same way they set it up. They don't move furniture. I don't think home goods stores, furniture stores, make money on these. Because they, because they, did you just get rid of your blue? <laughs> it also could have something to do with who you live with. Uh, you could have adapted. <laughs> but they like sincere appreciation. Now, the I, if you want to uh, give them an award, give them a banquet, have them, you know, have a nice room like this and people clap and have them give them a microphone and let them make a speech. The I is going to love it. Don't do that to the S. The, the I likes that recognition. The, I, the S likes sincere appreciation. So here's how that works. Thank you. I appreciate it. He'll work for 20 more years. <laughs> but don't make it public. Don't make a big show out of it. Don't make a big deal out of it. But the S needs to know. Now, now look at the S is the ultimate team player. The S is the ultimate team player. They just need to know that they have been beneficial and helpful as part of the team. So you just need to let them know that what they're doing is a great job. 
but don't necessarily make it a great big public kind of thing. The C, <laughs> they like to be right. Oh man, don't argue with one. Oh, they're gonna one-up you every time. They're, you know, they, they are terrific problem solvers. They are excellent problem solvers. They do not get upset when things go wrong. But they already knew it was going to go wrong. They already warned you it was going to go wrong. They already told you how you needed to modify the plan and what the backup plan of the backup plan of the backup plan should be. So when it did go wrong, they're going to fix it and save your, you know, self after they say what? I told you so. <laughs> so they're going to bail you out after they make sure that you know that they were right. You just didn't listen to them in the first place. Uh, so they like to be right. They like to know what's expected of them. This is the one who may, if you've given them a new assignment, this is the one who may come back and check with you a time or two to make sure they're on track. Is this the way you want it? Uh, they like an established plan. They like clear instructions. They find typos in every written document that there is. Everybody could have, there could have been a thousand people who read the same thing and no one noticed the typo, but they will. Right, Bill? Yeah. <laughs> I like finishing what I start. Um, this is really the one that really Rachel likes to check it off the list. <laughs> Was your yellow sticker second? It fell off. What, is that, did it go, did you have green and yellow? Okay, yeah. This is one that really likes checking it off because that means I've finished it. And they like organizing things. If they're going to have to sit at your desk for some reason, I don't know what that would be, but maybe you're sharing a desk. If they're going to sit at your desk, it's going to be different than when you left it because they're going to fix it. They're going to organize your desk for you. <laughs> and you might appreciate that and you might not. <laughs> but, but they're going to probably organize your desk for you. Okay. So <laughs> let's do a little bit more and then I'll give you a few minutes for some questions and answers. And um, I'm turning the page. I'm turning the page, Elizabeth. Oh, thank you. Now look at these strengths. Look at the strengths of the D. Oh, by the way, let me, and somebody make, somebody make sure that I don't forget to do it on all of them. Let me give you the percentages here. In a general sampling of the population, there, um, there are 10% Ds. In a general sampling of the population, there are 10% Ds. Back probably, well, I think it was the very first continuing ed class that I did. And that was back in the days, some of you remember when I used to work for Gray Systems back in those days. The very first class I think that Fred had me do was this. He, he asked, he's the one who introduced me to you all and in, into this industry. And we profiled you. We, we actually did let you do your profiles. For the, two, for the continuing ed classes that, 
those two, that, um, those two years, you actually profiled yourself. And I remember the very last class before all your hours were due, the very last class was in Orlando, and we had just over 100 people in that class. So I had about 100 people who did their profiles. And, the, and even in that class, the percentages that I'm going to give you bore out. So, because I had 100, so I could kind of figure out, figure it out <laughs> without needing a calculator. I could kind of figure it out. So I'll go on and give them to you here. The, the Ds in a general sampling of the population are 10%. And I look at that and I go, oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Um, now, those of you who are green sticker, green stickers, D's, look at me. Look at me. If you are only 10% of a population, that means 90% of who you deal with are not like you. Okay? Give us a break. <laughs> Give us a break. 90% are not as high risk, fast paced, gutsy, daring as you are. You know, I look at that 10% and I'm thinking, thank you, Lord. But then I'm looking at it the other way and going, but you all need to know that the rest of everybody else isn't like you. So you do get impatient. You are feeling like a fish swimming upstream. You do feel like you're always fighting everybody. Yeah, because you are. Because 90% are not like you. So just kind of tuck that away. I'm going to go on around and give these to you here. The I is 30% of a population. This is the fun-loving part, <laughs> the ones that like to have a good time. They generally have a, a, some charisma to them. They, they have a yes face. They, bye. They have a, um, they're approachable generally. And they'll, people will stop them on the street and just ask them for directions and stuff because they tend to have more of a, a yes face. The S is 35% of a population. This is the biggest one, 35% of a population. Also, think about your condominium buildings. Think about your homeowner associations. You, I, it's easier to kind of see the personalities in the condo buildings because they're just closer together and, you know, not so strung out. But the... Uh, S's are 35% of a population, and then the C's are 25%. So the S's are the biggest, but look at the right side of the brain. The right, the, the 30 and the 35, 65% of people are right-brained. So left-brained people, it, it's possible that who you're dealing with is right-brained. So. You're extremely right-handed, but you feel like you're a left-brained person. Well, actually, left brain is a right-handed person. Oh. And if, if right brain people weren't coached out of being left-handed, they, they, they would be left-handed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think right brain, right brain people tend to be left-handed, but they're talked or coached out of it when they're little and made to be right-handed. Yeah. The, okay, so now I'm back on this on the page on the D. Let's look at these strengths. These strengths are really good. Strong-willed, determined, independent, optimistic, practical, productive, decisive, leader, confident, courageous, com competitive, goal-oriented. Oh, looks like goad. Uh -huh, looks like a typo there. Results-oriented. See if anybody catch that. Deliberate, uh, direct, straightforward, self-reliant, quick to respond. But look, if we're going to push them too far. Instead of being courageous, you become angry. And then 
reckless. So you can push it too far. You are not going to benefit any kind of team, whether it's at home or at work. You're not going to benefit a team if you're reckless, rude, impatient, pushy, dictatorial, conceited, offensive, arrogant, and ruthless. You're not going to benefit any team. If you find yourself in, in, if you find yourself in that mode, go to your room. Go to your room and straighten yourself out. Whatever you need to do, go straighten yourself out. Now, if you are encountering one of these, you need, now can I say this and see if you can follow what I'm saying? If you're not a D, you need to raise your D. You need to talk quicker, be more decisive, and don't go, well, I don't know, what do you think? They, they want you to give them an answer. So you need to step up your D. Now, they can be pushy and they can, they can be forceful. Uh, at the very bottom of the page, it says speak in a firm tone, focus on actions and goals, don't do chitty chat with a D. They don't have time for chitty chat. Be brief. They will disagree and debate. But in the end, if you have to, walk away. If you have to, walk away. There is a difference in talking with someone and arguing with someone who wants to learn, and there is a difference in talking and arguing with someone who is out to crush you. There's a, I love talking with people and arguing with people who want to learn. I love doing that. But there, you can tell when someone really doesn't want to learn, it's going to be their way or no other way. It, that's it. Walk away. Let's do real quickly these others. I've got like eight more hours of stuff I can give you. Look at the eye. I'm going to look there at the uh, second, second column and then go across. Look at them. They go across. Persuasive, weak-willed, unrealistic. They go across. On a good day, optimistic, excited, communicative, spontaneous, expressive, entertaining, involved, imaginative. But look on a really bad day when you need to go to your room. Unrealistic, manipulative, emotional, impulsive, gossipy, unfocused, excitable, daydreamer, directionless. Go to your room, straighten yourself out. And I've got some help on what to do when you go to your room and straighten yourself out, but we don't have time today. Look at, at the bottom, how to respond. Speak in a friendly tone, smile. I learned this with Adam. I found out that as a, as a preteen that that if I um, did this when he talked, <laughs> if I did that, he would keep talking. Uh -huh, I learned that. If, now, don't you want your preteen kid to talk to you? Well, if I didn't lecture him back and if I didn't frown, if I didn't correct and put in order what he said, <laughs> if I just did this, he would keep talking. And then one day, he must have been talking to me, and he asked me a question, and I must have done this. And he goes, what, 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 what? You know, have you ever had a kid say that to you? Yeah, what, what, you know, which scared me, scared him, you know, so we go back and forth here for a minute. And I go, what? He said, what? And he said, your face, your face. I said, what about my face? He said, you frowned. 
What did I say wrong? I must have said something wrong. I said, no, you didn't say anything wrong. You asked me a question. I was serious. I was digging for an answer. And he said, well, what was wrong about it? I said, nothing was wrong about it. And then I got to thinking, oh my gosh, here I finally have learned to do this while he talks, and now I have to do this and think too. <laughs> and it was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh, okay, oh, oh, oh. Uh, look, so smile when you're talking to an eye. Focus on affirming his feelings, be positive, expect him to shift the blame. But again, even an eye, as, as adorable as they are, there's still a point where you know you're talking to someone who wants to learn and wants to understand, and when you realize that the person you're talking to really doesn't want to understand, they, they just want you to swallow their idea, but they don't really want to understand your point of view, walk away. Just walk away. It's not a, it's not a conversation you need to spend any more time in. The S... Again, picking up on the second column. Look at this. This is a great person. Uh, relaxed, reliable, cooperative, stable, good listener, single-minded, steadfast, soft-hearted, amiable. But look, you're pushing it too far when you go from relaxed to stingy to no initiative. Cooperative, indecisive, resentful. This is pushing it too far. And I've got some more stories I could tell you here because uh, this one has a slow fuse. Uh, you won't know till about five years later that they're mad. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's, that's an explosion that you don't want to happen. But look at the bottom. Uh, <clears throat> oh, by the way, the no initiative, dependent, resentful, stubborn, resistant, slow, inflexible, gullible, victim. Go to your room and straighten yourself out because you're not having a good day. Uh, at the bottom, speak with a calm tone. Remember, they don't like loud voices. They, they literally shut down with a loud voice. Focus on preserving harmony, be understanding. Expect him to need time <coughs> to process the answer. If you're selling to one of these, and I think we've got some business partners in here, if you're selling to one of these, you, you will have to call them in three days. You can't leave and say, call me if you've got any questions. They won't call. They will not pick up the phone and call. You have to call them. They will welcome a phone call, but they hate making them. The S's and the C's both hate making phone calls. But if you call them, they'll talk all day. But again, you could still have a really stubborn uh, S if they're having a bad day and they're not in that mode of, I would like to learn, I would like to understand your point of view and what you're saying, if, if there's a point where you would walk away from that conversation. The C, we have um, in the second column up there, this is, um, this is the one who keeps you out of jail probably or keeps you, uh, the IRS, off your back. Um, so you want one of these for a friend uh, because they're very orderly, logical, intense, precise, correct, teachable, questioning, conscientious, and curious. Uh, their favorite word is why. Why. They, they love the why. But look on a bad day on the ugly. We've got compulsive, depressed, prying, offended, flexible, and fearful, inflexible, doubtful, worrisome, and unforgiving. Okay, well, I've got stories to tell about that one too. Let's just try not to make them mad because uh, they can be resentful for a long time too. And look <clears throat> at the bottom. Speak with certainty. 
focus on facts backed up by paper. This is the only one, and some of you business partners, you spend an awful a lot of money on your promotional materials. The only one who cares about it is this one. You're wasting a lot of money. My campfire class on Friday is the competitive advantage, and there's, there aren't too many people who are impressed with the paper, except this one. But on this one, they want statistics. They want data. They want things that are verifiable, quantitative. They want real information. Um, be patient with them, because again, this one doesn't like to make phone calls, so if you're selling to them, they need time to process, and you need to call them. They won't call you. Uh, expect them to ask questions, not just one round of questions, but a series of questions. But again, if you're talking to someone who really and truly is just trying to push their opinion and push their agenda and is, isn't truly listening, y'all know what I'm saying? You've, you've talked to people that they have no intention of listening or un, and with an intent to understand where you're coming from. I've I'm, I'm run out of time with dealing with that. You've got a whole lot more here about having a balanced week. Your week actually breaks down into D activities, I activities, S activities, and C activities. And we have a tendency to be lopsided and, and ignore one quadrant of activities or, or postpone one quadrant of activities, and that causes stress. So that leads you over to that ugly and bad, bad and ugly side when you avoid those activities. Um, comments or questions? Hope it's been beneficial. Do you, do you recognize people that you know? Yes? No? It's been a pleasure to be with you today. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. And I'll hang around if you've got some questions and things. I'll hang Thanks for listening. If you could do us a huge favor and rate and subscribe, you can do it right in your iTunes app. Please shoot us an email if you have questions or topics, anything that we could help you with, campcontact at gmail.com, C-A-A-M-P, contact at gmail.com. Thanks, and we'll catch up with you next week.